You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What is going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you are getting a rebroadcast of our Thursday Night Live. We go live every Thursday evening on Instagram at NoFilterWithZach and on the YouTube at YouTube.com slash JustPlainZach. Hopefully you have had a great week and you're listening to this ready to wrap things up and kick off the weekend. If you guys are watching this live or on Instagram or on the YouTube, then let me know where you're watching in from and I'll give you a little shout out. Like I mentioned, if you are listening to this on the podcast, these are our Friday live episodes, so it's a little informal. I'm going to be chatting with some of the live chat. We're going to be spilling some tea, recapping some shows. Hopefully, you're caught up on Potomac, Salt Lake City, Winter House, Real Girlfriends in Paris, because we're going to be talking about all of it. I was so excited because I was going to be watching, or I was going to be looking forward to breaking down um, Mauricio's new show on Netflix, because like, oh, they just had the launch party. It must be out, and I was so excited to watch it, and I found out it doesn't come out until Friday, so Next week's live, we'll, we'll recap that as well. Hi, Lauren. Hi, N-Dub. Hi, Aaron D. Hi, Storm Doris. Hi, Mallory. Aaron D. from Philly. I love it. Oh, hey, Amber. What's going on, girl? How you doing? Oh, we have Crystal from Green Bay, Wisconsin. We have Miss PGZ from Texas. Of course, we have Philly Diva from Philly. Philly Diva, we need to chat because I may be coming to Philly soon. <gasps> Michael, is Zach Peter going back on tour? What? I didn't say that, but who knows? I may be in Philly soon. Um, hi, guys. Hey, Amber. Hi, Miss Me. Hi, Sue. Sue from Jackson, Florida. Oh, we got Steph from London. Molly from Pittsburgh. Okay. What's going on? Pittsburgh in the house. Let's get it. Allie from New Jersey. We have W from NYC. Oh, Okay, are we ready to recap? Because we have to get into the Jen Shaw of it all. Hi, Maya, Myra, sorry, Myra from Maryland. What's going on? Oh, we have Meg from Long Island. Yes, you guys, I love it. Um, Cold and Kelly. Yes, Angelique, it is cold and Kelly. It is very chilly. We are starting things off a little bit early uh, today because I do have, I, I don't know if I would call it a hot date tonight. Um, but I'm having a boys night tonight and I'm excited. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff. Okay. I think we've got a good crowd in the house. Let's start breaking it down. Shall we? Hopefully you guys have ordered your copy of Matthew Perry's book. It is out now. If not, it's in our Bravo book club, Amazon storefront list. You can order it there so you're ready for book club this upcoming Tuesday. All right. I said, are we ready? So let's start with this week's episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It aired on Wednesday night. It had the internet pretty fired up. Some people thought the episode was kind of boring, but let's break it down. Okay. So let's recap. Oh, we're calling him from or we're watching from Norway. What's up? Hi, Giselle. Okay. So, 62, and we call it freezing. Exactly, Brittany. 62 is freezing in California. Okay, girl? It is freezing. All right. Real Houses of Salt Lake City opens up with Heather, and she wants to join the choir, or she wants to have a choir. She wants to be American Idol, but not American Idol. She wants to be Salt Lake City's biggest idol, and she wants to have a bad Mormon choir where everybody comes, and they're all bad Mormons together, and they can be real bad together and have real bad music, and it's going to be good, Right? But I'm just like, listen, Heather, life is not a cabaret. We already have, we already have um, Countess Luann who's doing cabaret. Like we can't have too many people out of, trying to become big stars. Like what is a choir? Like what, what are we in high school? We're gonna have a choir band? No, thank you, Heather. Normally you're cool, but this not cool. Uncool. Okay. 
Then we see Coach Shaw and Jen Shaw, right? Because they're feeling real remorseful for their victims. They're feeling real bad about the elderly people that they scammed. And so Coach Shaw decides, you know what? Jen Shaw's going to be going to prison soon. Why don't we go out on a date? Maybe that wasn't his train of thought. Maybe he was just like, my, my, my wife needs a night off. You know, she's been under a lot of stress. Tom's house is broken into and he confronted the burglar and then had to go have eye surgery the next day. So my son had to go over and check on him. And then he flipped his car over five times in the snow. So yeah, Jen Shaw's under a lot of stress. So he takes her out on a date to a playroom, which I found very interesting. Like who wants to go on a date to a playroom, right? But then I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, he must have been taking her out on a playroom because then he figured she wouldn't be finding any elderly people there. So this would be a safe space, right? It was even padded. It was concealed. You know, Phil and Giovanni. Okay, sure, cool. And she's crying because there's a Finsta account that's trolling her that's called Shaw Exposed. And I'm like, well, girl, you were already exposed in court. So we can't be too mad about Shaw Exposed, especially when you're selling free Jen Shaw merch on the internet. Then we get into Justin, Whitney's husband. And he's sad and he's crying and he's heartbroken because like 2020, he lost his job. And he lost his job because they're like, Whitney is just such a big star. And not only is she a big star, she's a super freak, super freaky. Yeah, I can lick it. I can ride it while you slipping and sliding. And so they were slipping and sliding with the paint last season. And apparently the paint last season was just like too much. And I think that that's a bit... That was a stupid move on his company's part, but they're having a really hard time because Whitney's like, oh shit, now I'm the breadwinner and I just blew all of our savings last season, remember, on my Whitney Rose beauty. So, oh, at least he can get unemployment. That's a really good point, Philly Diva. At least he can get unemployment. I like the way you're thinking. Solution oriented. (sighs) Then we see Heather and she is a bad Mormon, but she's also a bad client because her agent is like, girl, you keep missing your deadlines. And she's like, I know. I just, I've been busy at Beauty Lab and Laser. Remember the place where Jen Shaw almost got arrested because the feds came looking for her? We gonna find you. We gonna find you. Run and tell that. So she's a bad Mormon. She's a bad client. She's just a bad, bad girl running a bad, bad choir, right? And she happens to think that Lisa Barlow is a bad friend. Why? What did Lisa Barlow do? Lisa Barlow texted her and Lisa Barlow said, hey, I hope your dad is feeling better, even though her dad died, but not really. Her dad didn't die. Her dad was technically still alive. And Lisa Barlow was trying to be a good friend, but she was just a bad friend the same way Heather is a bad Mormon. And did you know she used to be Mormon in case anybody was wondering, period. And then we get into Angie and Angie Harrington, her husband, He's like sitting at dinner and he's with Meredith and he's with Seth and Meredith and Seth are not in a tub and Meredith is leaving Seth's taint alone for the moment. But like if they want to show us Seth's taint, like I wouldn't be angry about that because I think Seth is hot, but whatever. I think they're both a hot couple and if they wanted to start an OnlyFans, I wouldn't be mad at it. Brooks might not be happy about it, but you know what? He's a grown man now, okay? He needs to go find himself a Brett Favre boyfriend and live his best life, all right? But Angie's out to dinner with Meredith and Seth and her husband comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm a troll on the internet. I'm an elf on a shelf and I'm a troll on the internet and what Jen Shaw and Jen Shaw is like, that's not cool. You're hurting my family. And I don't like it when people hurt people's families. And I'm like, well, that's real rich coming from you, girl. I guess it's not real rich because the Fed sees all her shit. So there's that. Then we move on, and then Heather wants to give an alien a blowjob because Jen Shaw decides she's going to have a party because she loves to have parties these days because she wants to party it up. She wants to crash parties. She's just living her best life, right? What did Heather McDonald say when she was on the podcast? Live your life like Jen Shaw, like you're going to prison like Jen Shaw because it may be your last. So Heather finds the alien, and she's like, I want to give this alien a blowjob. Like, where am I supposed to blow on this alien? And Jen's like, that's weird. Whatever. This was a children's birthday party, Heather. You really are a bad Mormon. And Heather's like, I'm bad. I'm a bad girl. Woo! She's the fun girl. Woo! Remember from season one? We remember. Lisa Barlow told us. So... She then is like, I'm having my talent show, my choir show, and people are going to come and they're going to audition and Meredith and Jen are going to be judges like Katy Perry and Lionel Richie. And then Katy Perry and Lionel Richie show up and she's like, nah, never mind. You're not going to be judges. Jen, you're going to be Ryan Seacrest. And she's like, Ryan Seacrest. And she's like, yeah, Ryan Seacrest is the star of the show, aka the star of prison. Oh, hi, Steven. Hi, boo. Hopefully I'm seeing you tonight. Um... 
I can lick it, I can ride it while you slipping and sliding. Whitney is all over her, her uh, 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 husband, and she went and got him fired. <sighs> so Heather is trying to, you know, find Salt Lake's next top model or Salt Lake's next uh, American Idol, and she's going to give them a ticket to Hollywood or at least somewhere local in Salt Lake City. And so I'm very curious what you think. I'm working tonight. Oh, no, Steve. Always got to be working. Work that curb, girl. Work it. Work it. Um, that's, how you, that's how you feed into someone's ego. By trolling them? Oh, by, oh, by telling her she's the Ryan Seacrest. Yes, I agree. Philly diva. So let's get into some of this, right? So do... Where, sorry. I got distracted with the live chat. But anyway, do what are your thoughts of this week's episode, number one? And number two, what do you think of Jen Shaw and her being upset with Angie Harrington's husband for trolling her on the internet? Do you think that she has a right to be pissed off? I don't think she has a right to be pissed off. You're a housewife now. You're, you know, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And so I haven't gone to, sorry, Jen Lee, I have not gone to Schwartz and Sandy's. It just opened last night. I haven't been yet, but maybe soon. Who knows? Maybe I'll find myself there this weekend. You never know. Boring. Okay, Giselle thought the episode was boring. Do you think Jen Shaw should be upset that she's getting trolled? I don't think so because I think like, listen, you're a housewife now. People are going to love you. People are going to hate you. Not only are you a housewife, but you're also a criminal. You're going in prison. Clink, clink, bitch. Like at this point, we can't be like, I don't feel too bad for her. I don't like when people troll people on the internet, but as somebody that gets trolled very often on the internet, I mean, at this point, Girl, you're just trying. I think she's trying to get sympathy points. I think she wants brownie points from the audience. She tried to do this last season where she was doing little charity scenes with her mom. And she was like, hey, mom, can you loan me a million dollars from your retirement saving? Because I'm innocent. and I'm going to go to to trial and I'm going to prove to them that I'm innocent, mom, and I can do it. Mom's like, yeah, girl, you are innocent. My Jen Shaw is not guilty. Hashtag free Jen Shaw. And then little did we know. That million dollars hopefully will go to restitution at this point. You restitution whore! If Heather has any hopes of reconciling with her family, she should not publish a book about them. I agree, but I also feel the same way about Prince Harry with his new book that's coming out. And I was very surprised at how many people were responding to the poll on my Instagram stories. And they were like, Harry deserves to tell his story. I'm like, he's been doing nothing but telling his story. Like, that's all him and Megan have been doing. And their stories have been lies. L-I-E-S, lies. Um, okay. So those is my thoughts about Jen Shaw. I thought, I mean, listen, Angie should not have her, like, first of all, her husband's a grown man. He shouldn't be on the internet trying to troll people. I thought it was stupid. Um, if I ever had a man and, you know, maybe one day, one day my prince will come. One day, if I ever end up getting a man, then, you know, I would hope he would defend me publicly and not create a whole finsta against me. But, like, Jen can't be surprised that people have Shaw exposed. Angie's man is embarrassing. I mean, I think Angie's a little embarrassing, too. Can't stand Angie and her elf husband. Oh, my God. You guys, you really think he looks like an elf on the shelf? Angie's annoying. You thought the episode was boring. I thought the episode, I didn't think the episode was boring. Well, it wasn't great. It was, it was cute. It was fine. I wasn't like jazzed by it. It looks like next week, next week's episode will be even better. Justin and Whitney. I mean, Whitney, I kind of liked her coming in this into the season. And now I'm kind of annoyed by her because she's every time something comes up, she's always like, Oh my God, this is triggering this one thing that happened to me when I was 18 and I ordered an ice cream and then my ice cream fell on the floor. And now I think men hate women. And I'm just like, what? Like, why are we all like the stretches that she makes? Like, no wonder she's so good at doing yoga because she's constantly trying to stretch these things out and trying to make nothing, make something out of nothing. Zach, I'm going to send you that BS tweet about Patrick, or did you see it? What BS tweet about Patrick? There's a B I don't care about Patrick. What is going on with him now? 
We're talking about Salt Lake City, guys. Why are we dragging the conversation elsewhere? Whitney has gone downhill from season one. I agree, Stephanie. I used to really like Whitney. I do think that it was stupid that Justin's company fired him, okay? Because as a company, you want to make sure that you capitalize and lean off of any fame. And I thought that they could have totally, like, given something. They could have leaned into it and gained something out of it, right? Zach, your nose contour is fantastic today. Oh, thank you. Um, Zach, serving it tonight. I love it. Well, you know what it is, you guys. I started taking Kourtney Kardashian's focus. I'm not paid to say this. And I hate how often I promote them on You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie, every Friday on the Ring of Reality TV podcast. But I actually think these these things fucking work. And now I'm pissed that I don't have, like, a promo code and I don't get any discounts off of it. Because when I take these things, I'm, like, on fire. And I'm just like, gobble me, swallow me, drip down, sign me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside me. So it's like, I feel like I took so much coffee. I love it. It's amazing. Like these fucking focus gummies work. Let me focus. Concentration gummies with citricoline and lion's mane. It fucking works. I agree, Jen Lee. I should be paid for a lot of things. You know, like Lisa Barlow said, I don't need to do favors for jazz tickets. I should receive presents just for breathing. Period. I don't know what happened to Salt Lake City, but it's I'm just not understanding. It's, I mean, it's okay. It's not bad, but I just feel, yeah, it does taste, it does feel like Adderall, Jen, Jen Lee. Um, Zach, send his doll hairs, Courtney. Thank you, Brittany. Courtney needs to put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my check. The Kardashians know their stuff, even if people don't like them. I agree with you, Molly. Where did you buy the gummies? They're Courtney Kardashian's new gummies. Lemmy, her new brand is called Lemmy. And so these are the Lemmy Focus gummies. I'm, I'm not paid enough to promote these gummies. Anyway, Justin should not have been fired. Jen Shaw needs to stop being so dramatic. And then the Heather versus Lisa Barlow thing. I don't think Lisa Barlow was wrong. I think Lisa Barlow was trying to do a nice thing. And she's like, listen, Heather, I'm sorry to hear that your dad is sick. And I'm sorry to hear, you know, that he's going through a lot. And I hope, I really hope he does feel better. So that when he sees Jesus, he's in good spirits, Right. And listen, I get it. Grief and loss are hard. But I don't think Lisa meant any harm with her message. I think Lisa can, you know, be a little self-centered. But I don't think Lisa was making any of this about herself. I don't think she was trying to be malicious. I don't think she was trying to be intentionally hurtful. I think Heather is just trying to make something out of nothing and trying to exaggerate a situation for the sake of relevance on a show. Because if all she's bringing to us this season is she can't meet her book deadline, and she wants to host an American Idol choir auditions. Like, that's stupid. That's not... Like, what are these women really giving? Like, I want Jen... I want them to question Jen. I want Detective Whitney back on the case so that we can really look into all of this again. I don't... Like, Lisa Barlow's clearly not giving blowjobs to get Vita Tequila on any shelves, okay? Because Vita Tequila isn't on any shelves, okay? So... We know that that's not happening. Or she's really bad at giving blowjobs. And they're like, thank you for this, but that was awful. We're not putting Vita Tequila on the shelf. <sighs> that's what I thought. What if Justin was fired for another reason and this is a show's excuse? I mean, possibly, but I mean, it kind of makes sense that the company in Salt Lake City would be dumb enough to fire him over... I mean, but listen, he's doing sex scenes on the show. Like, I'm sure there's like a... Conf not a conflict of interest, but a... Um, it's not a conflict of interest. What is it? Um, like a violation of their morality clause or something? I don't know. I'm kind of tired of the ex-Mormon storyline. I agree. But if you're tired of the storyline, just wait. Because this February, we're getting a whole book about it. Lisa's putting he Lisa putting Heather's dad's obituary on blast was just wrong. Yeah, that was a bit much. I agree with you, Organic, organic Ski Bunny. I agree that was wrong. Um... And listen, she took ownership of over it, right? She's like, look, I shouldn't have done it, but I did, and I shouldn't have. I mean, maybe not post the obituary, but be like, look, it, here's the text message. Here's the date. Here's what I sent Heather. It was before her father passed away. I didn't know that her father was in hospice. And listen, when your dad's in hospice and you're, like, grieving those final, like, 72, 48 hours, like, you're not being like, hey, everybody, my dad's in hospice, unless you want attention, right? Unless you're Mia Thornton and you're on Instagram and you're like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm on display, on display each and every day, every day, every day. I can't wait for the Bad Mormon book. Well, that makes one of us. Okay. 
Any other closing thoughts about Salt Lake City before we move on to Potomac? Actually, Erin D., I'm sorry, that was rude. I'm pretty sure her book is going to be interesting. I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook of it and tell you guys all not to read it. So we're going to read it together. Don't worry, Erin. And I'm sure there's some good stuff in it. I just feel like she's beating a dead horse with that story, you know, or at least that storyline on the show. Okay, any closing thoughts before we move over to Potomac? The Real Housewives of Potomac. Is Potomac worth watching? Actually, Giselle, I do think Potomac is worth worth watching. I think Potomac is quite interesting. I'm waiting for the audiobook, too, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I want to read Bad Mormon, but I will listen to the audiobook for sure. They suck this season. Wow, that's... You guys don't like Potomac? Or you guys don't like Salt Lake City this season? It's so interesting. I spend too much fucking time on Twitter. But Twitter says that Beverly Hills is the worst. And it's so dark. And it's hard to watch. And now they're not coming back until January of 2023. Because they all need a break. And then everybody's raving about Salt Lake City on Twitter. And then it seems like in the live chats, like... Nobody really cares. Everyone thinks that, that Salt Lake City is a little meh. And everybody seemed to have been enjoying Beverly Hills. So quite an interesting take. Heather's probably stalling to figure out a way to promote it like Erica promoted Garcelle's book. Ah, listen, Erica throwing or Lisa throwing Garcelle's book in the trash and Erica putting it on Instagram was the best promotion Garcelle ever got for that book. Because when we talked about it at the reunion, that's when she became a Barnes & Noble bestseller. And listen, good for her. I think it had like five reviews on Barnes & Noble. And if they're selling there, then you go, girl. Good for you. Props to your success. Okay. Molly loves Potomac. N-Dub loves Potomac. Okay, so let's Aaron D. I love Potomac. I'm okay with Salt Lake. Beverly Hills was interesting and gave us plenty to talk about. I know that's right. Did anyone read Garcelle's book? Great question, Abby. That, I will throw that to the live chat. Did anyone read Garcelle's book? Can't wait to see who will be on Beverly Hills. And it better not be Teddy. No casting has been done for Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is like on hiatus for a hot minute. They're going to take a break. They're not casting anybody. There's no, um, no contracts have gone out. Nothing. No, no, no. Wow. Wow. I read, okay, well, Aaron D. read Garcelle's book. Pam said, not yet, but I'm getting, oh, okay, Pam wants to read it. Shauna said, nope. That's what I come to Zach for. Oh, you oh you come to me to read the books and then and then recap them on, on book review. I read the reviews. There were five reviews on Barnes & Noble. Oh, were they good? They were good reviews, right? That's good. Listen, good for Garcelle. I know her podcast bombed and her HSN line isn't doing so well and the reel got canceled. So at this point, like, let's give her a win. If anybody wants to read the book, go in and order it and support her and leave it a nice review. That's not shade. She can use all the love. So let's give her all the love. I wish all the people that like raved about her on Twitter every day would go and buy her book. Okay. And like support her. Like that's wrong of you guys. Like I'm going to call out the Garcelle fans. That is wrong of you guys because you you rave about her on the internet and yet you don't show up for her. And you should show up for your people. Okay. If you like her, you show up for her. You know whose book I did buy? Well, actually, I've bought most of the books. And a lot of them get sent to me. So you do a wonderful book. Thank you, Pam. Was the book interesting? Yeah, um, uh, it was actually better than I thought. Oh, good. I really enjoyed the read. Oh, that's good. See, Aaron D's promoting it. Aaron D said that it's good. Brittany said, I'm going to dig it out of the trash. Brittany, you're making me be bad. When are you going to find out who harassed Garcelle? We're never going to find out. I don't know if that investigation will ever really go anywhere. So I don't think we're ever going to find out. Thank you, Abby Charles, for the badge. Okay, let's talk Potomac. Because I know a lot of you guys actually like Potomac. So... We get into this week's Real Houses of Potomac and Ashley Darby announces that she's officially separating from Michael Darby and she's doing this because she doesn't want to have threesomes anymore. And all Michael wants to do is have threesomes. And she's like, listen, I'm done with threesomes. But Michael's like, I want more dicks around. And she's like, well, I don't. So I'm out. Peace. And then Karen is owning her new boobs and her daughter's cool with it. And she's like, yeah, mom, if you want new boobs, that's all you, your body, your choice. 
And listen, if Karen wants to upgrade her boobs, good for her. She upgraded her wigs, and Karen is looking fire. Karen's skin game, her makeup game, her hair game, all fire. All three wicks. She's ready to light the house on fire with all three of those wicks. Which, let's be honest, okay? Because now that we have the Salt Lake City taglines that are out, and what's Karen's tagline? Like three... Um, like three wicks, I always shine bright. But if you listen to it, if you didn't know she said three wicks, it sounds like she's saying three dicks or threesomes. Wh- however it, it is, it makes it look like she's having menage a trois and they're hot. So, I mean, hey, if that's what Michael Darby wants that, and Karen's available, like she's got some new boobs. You get it, girl. I think Karen is looking great. And she is the grand dame. I don't know who Sharice wants to think that she is, but Sharice needs to check herself at the door. And Robin needs to leave Sharice out of it because nobody cares about Sharice anymore, okay? She's not the grand dame. She's imitation crap me, okay? Period. Karen's great. Her daughter's cool with the boobs, so Ray needs to deal with it. Then we have Robin, and Robin is hosting a potato sack race family fun day. And like, cute but like come on this is real housewives guys we can do something a little more exciting than a family fun day that's literally nothing it's just a bunch of potato sacks and we're gonna hop around a field and it's like as little as possible i was like robin when did we become gen z and just decide to give as little as possible not cool but she did ask Candace. She's like, Candace, can you be auntie and can you bring Wendy's kids? Because Wendy hates me and I hate Wendy and I don't want Wendy there. But I don't mind, you know, bringing her kids because I don't want to exclude the children. We are the world. We are the children. We are the na 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 na. So Wendy says no. Shocker. She's like, no way, Jose. Robin is cray. But I mean, I get it. Like, why would you bring your kids? Why would you send your kids to somebody else's party that doesn't, that that you're not welcome at, you know? And then we have Candace and she's struggling to have a baby, probably because she still is one, but she doesn't want any of Ashley's voodoo magic to affect her. She's like, Jesus got my back. Jesus, take the wheel. Ashley, don't put me in your manifestation journal because I don't play with that black magic. Mm -mm, not today Satan not today she's like I saw what you were married to and you made a deal with the devil and I don't want any of that bad juju and then Cherie shows up and Karen shows up and then Karen's like I'm sorry I'm sick I have Munchausen I gots to go and then she dips right out of there and then we see the news of Ashley's separation and it's hot off the press and she's driving down the street and she's like what is going on my phone is blowing up is that my tinder is that Michael Darby's grinder? What is all, where are all these notifications, right? And she looks and then news has broken about their separation. And she's like, well, damn, now I really need to put a statement out there. But Michael doesn't want to put a statement out there. And I think her separation from Michael is weird. But I think at this point, she's just counting down to her official divorce uh, filing, which is one year after the separation filing. So it's coming up and she's ready to peace out. Michael can then go and have all the threesomes that he wants. And listen, I don't think there's any hope, nor do I think Michael wants to keep Ashley around. Like, he can very quickly find himself a new boy on Grindr. Like, that's not hard to do. And I don't think Robin should have invited Wendy at all or her kids. I think it's weird that she thought that Candace's kids, Candace should bring Wendy's kids. Would you ever send your kids to your friend with your friend to some woman's party if the woman doesn't like you no weird their whole relationship is weird in my opinion ashley and michael i agree but listen she stuck around she got two babies i think mia was right mia was like listen she should have two more babies and i ain't mad at it i agree ashley should have had two more babies before she officially left michael but michael got the vasectomy and she's like listen the only reason he got fixed is because he didn't want to have no illegitimate children me is saying what we were all saying, what we were all thinking. Shauna, I'm always looking for a babysitter. My kiddo is a ball of energy. So you would send them off to Robin's party? Robin should have hired Dorinda to organize and set up a family fun day events like Dorinda did for Ultimate Girls Trip, right? That could have been so fun. Dorinda was great at that. Dorinda would have made it nice for sure. 1,000% the entire need from us the entire need for a statement is weird to me are they famous enough i mean we're talking about them we're 
it broke in the press that they were getting separated. So obviously there's something to it. Ashley didn't read the fine print. What's the fine print? Is there more to the story of her separation? The entire need for a statement. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Any closing thoughts about Potomac? With the Real Housewives of Potomac. Michael was the two extra kids, though. I mean, that's true. It's because of their bank file or their bank thing. Oh, that's right. No, it was. I don't think it was because their bank thing. I think it's because in Maryland, you're not allowed to get divorced until you have a year of separation. So that's why they were waiting to officially file. Um, maybe they need a statement because of his business, whatever that is. His business is funny business, Pin. PLN. Okay. Shall we move on to Winter House then? Because I feel like this is going to get everybody fired up and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, Luke. Oh my God, Craig. Oh my God, Jessica. Oh my God, Paige. Oh my God, Austin. Listen, I will gladly sit on Austin's Muppet mouth. I think it's. I think he's hot. I think now that he's in a good place, even better. I wouldn't even mind if he were in a bad place. Yeah, I'm curious to their ex, curious to their entire relationship, why she stuck around for so long, why the house. I get it being hard to get away, but she stuck around for the money. Okay, Karen wants to talk about Winterhouse. So let's get into Winterhouse. Yo, the new girl on Winterhouse. Okay, what are your thoughts about Winterhouse, about Craig, about Luke, about the new girl Jessica? What are your thoughts? feelings, vibes, okay? Because I'm very curious because the internet is also very fired up about this. Because <sighs> last week it ended off with Craig and he's yelling at Luke and he's like, stop making girls feel uncomfortable. I'm going to throw you through that window. Ugh, scratch my balls. Okay, Tone says Craig is turning into another Shep. I like him to be honest, but he's been an ass. Craig is just an asshole. He's so full of himself. Cringe all around. Um, Kyle is saying it's so weird. Luke is not a creeper. I'm so behind, so I don't know. Craig is all over the place. Interesting to see this side of him. Okay. Jessica didn't go to the premiere and her Instagram doesn't mention Winterhouse. Ooh, interesting. Unpopular opinion, but I like what Craig did. And I appreciate the fact that Luke came back and listened to what she had to say. Okay. I like that Luke came back. I like that he listened to what she had to say, but I also feel like we blew this way out of proportion. Horrible season. Yeah, I'm not like wildly invested in Winterhouse. Um, I'm not like excited for every new episode. I'm kind of just like, eh. I finally checked the show out. And after after all this time, oh, what were your thoughts, Alicia? He doesn't have to impress Shep and Whitney on Winterhouse. He's always buttoned up on Southern Charm. That's why. Jess did lead Luke on at first and Luke is dumb as a box of rocks. So that's why I'm a little conflicted because it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say she led him on, but she showed interest and he showed interest and they were talking and they were flirting. So it's natural for him to think, oh, okay, maybe this is actually going somewhere. And then I don't know. I thought the whole thing was just blown way out of proportion. I didn't like that when this immediately happened, it then leaked into the press saying that somebody from Winterhouse got kicked out of the house because of sexual um, sexual assault or being in sexually inappropriate. And that made this all sound way worse than it actually was, right? And then we kind of put the pieces together and found out that it was Luke ahead of the season, which I thought was bad because that made Luke look really bad. Winterhouse is just holding me over for Summer House. It's just, I don't know. It's just not very exciting to me. Summer House is going to be a disaster too, I bet. I want to watch Summer House because I'm invested in those people and I'm invested in seeing what goes down between Lindsay and Danielle because they're friends and I want to see how their friendship crumbles. I want to see how the cookie crumbles. The women are sleeping on Jason. He's a hottie and super not. I agree. I don't know why we're sleeping on Jason. We should be sleeping with Jason. We should be riding on top of Jason, right? Wish she'd talked with Luke sooner. It would have been presented. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. I feel like 
I get it, right? You know, Jessica's like, I was raised a certain way and I, you know, was uncomfortable talking about how I'm feeling. And I listen, I hear her out and I am and I have a lot of sympathy for the girl and I have empathy for her because I myself was put in a very similar situation. However, I was in a very similar situation that was escalated. I wasn't getting my shoulders rubbed on. I had a guy literally while I was drunk, stick his hands down my pants and try to finger me. And it was a very Luke and um, Jessica situation. I guess I didn't lead him on because I was never really interested in him, but I knew he was interested in me. And I guess there were opportunities where I should have probably set some boundaries and been like, hey, I know you're interested in me. I'm not interested. But I kind of felt like, oh, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. Um, But listen, when you are put in these situations. That, um, thank you, uh, Sassy Sweet. I, I appreciate you saying sorry, but like, listen, I don't consider myself a victim of anything. It was an experience that I had. I was drunk. I, you know, worked through it, talked through my, talked to my therapist about it. You know, listen, unfortunately, bad things happen in our lives and we get to choose how we heal from them and how we move forward from them and how we learn from them. So, you know, based off of my experience, I learned a lot of things and I've also learned how to stand up for myself. I've learned how to set boundaries. I've, you know, worked through these things, right? So I feel like I don't think Luke is a creeper. I don't think he crossed any lines. I don't think he, he didn't put his hand on our boobs. He didn't, you know, grab her butt or try to finger her or, you know, take her drunk up to his bedroom. Like none of that happened, right? And I feel like... Craig and Austin have and Shep like a lot of these guys have done really awful horrendous things like the most Luke ever did was not bang Hannah Burner right like listen I think Luke might secretly be a little gay on the inside you know he's a dorky Minnesota guy yeah I'm sure he is a dorky Minnesota guy and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't mind you know sucking some dick on occasion, but I don't think he's a creeper. And the fact that he was immediately like, listen, if I did this, then I want to make it right. I want to have a conversation. I want to be better. You know, I think everyone, yeah, when they're drunk, they take things up a thousand percent. I agree, but I think Craig just took it to a whole nother level. And I did not like that nobody held Craig accountable. Nobody said anything to Craig. Everybody was like, even Paige, she was just like, I hate when Craig gets all self-righteous like this, but like, that's Craig. You know, you can't talk him down from that. But it's like, but like Craig's behavior wasn't okay either. I'm going to throw you through a window. Like, here's the thing. Like, Craig could have also been a good friend and been like, hey, bro, like, listen, I don't think she's comfortable. I Like, just let her chill. You know, like, l- like it's, we're just, we just got here. We haven't fully gotten to know everybody yet. Like, I get it. You guys were kind of flirty, but like, come on, like, just chill out. Let's all have a good night. Let's not take things too far. Right? Easy. Very easy way to do it. I think I did not like Craig getting blowing it up to that point because Jessica also I don't think Jessica was at that point until Craig blew up and then it became a thing in the house and then Jessica's like oh because she even said that she didn't want Luke to leave the house she was like oh I didn't want him to actually leave the house so then how uncomfortable with you are Luke how uncomfortable are you with Luke if you're fine with him sleeping in the same house with you if you didn't want him to leave and it wasn't that big of an issue I think it's ironic Paige is kind of in the same position as Amanda usually is. I agree. That's a really good point. Um, let's see. Luke is not a creeper. The girl said that she had that she was interested in the hot tub. Exactly. And she never told him that she had changed her mind. I agree. Like, I think we need to take some accountability as well, guys. Like, I think we need to be like, hey, listen, and there's a, a very simple, easy way to say, hey, I'm not interested. It doesn't have to be a big gesture. It doesn't have to be, don't touch me. It could be like, oh, hey, you know, hey, babe, not right now. Or, oh, I'm good. Or kind of just like shrug him off or something. You know what I mean? Like there are very simple ways to, you know, kind of brush somebody off in a way that's kind of polite or to kind of, you know, disengage or to tell your friend, hey, I've done that. I've been like, hey, can you just tell your boy, like, I'm not interested. Can you just keep him in check? Because like, you know, I can tell he's into me and he's trying to hit on me and like, that's cute and all, but like, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Can you just keep your boy in check? And, and they can keep their boy in check. I've been in situations like this, you know, everyone enjoys the victim mentality too much these days. I mean, 
yeah, I hate to agree, but I kind of agree, you know? And here's the thing too, and this is kind of my issue with Whitney on Salt Lake City as well, is it's like, I understand we want to work through our past traumas, right? I understand we all have had bad experiences, um, not sexually or like sexual assault, but just like bad experiences in general. Our parents didn't love us enough. Our parents did this or didn't do that. Or this girl in high school was mean to me or whatever the case may be. But it's like how long, and this isn't just to Jessica specifically, I'm not referring to her, but I'm just saying in general, how long are we going to continue to lean into victimhood with these things like at what point do we say okay I had a bad experience this situation was fucked up but at some point I'm going to go to therapy I'm going to heal and I'm going to work on these things so that I'm not continuing to be re-traumatized again and again right like there are so many instances that I can go back and I was like my mom did this or my dad did this or they didn't do this or this situation happened in high school or this situation happened in college or this guy you know when I was drunk tried to stick his hands down my pants and tried to finger me and I was uncomfortable and I didn't like that. But it's like then at some point, when do we say, okay, this happened to me. I'm willing to work through it. I'm not going to allow this to define me. And I'm going to grow through this process. And listen, growing through the process can also mean we can teach other people through the process as well, which I think was a great opportunity for Luke. Like Luke, I think, was able to be a little more mindful coming out of this and be like, okay, um, oh my God, same stuff I can't share on here. Yeah. Um, so... With I, Luke was willing and rece- and like trying to be receptive and be like, listen, if I was an asshole, if I did something that was inappropriate, I want to work on that and I want to be better, you know, and that's all we can do is just try to be better every day. That's a mantra that I learned when I was in treatment for my eating disorder. Every day in every way, I am getting better, period. Put that on an Instagram meme, bitch. Like Paige just sat there scoffing, girl, this is your show, Craig is just on it. Well, I think Summer House is Paige's show. Winter House, I guess, is Craig's show too because it's like a merge. Zach Teddy, <laughs> Zach Teddy accountability coach Peter. I know that's right, but that, but that's just what I'm saying is it's like we like to lean into the victimhood. We like to always be a constant, you know, victim. I think that's probably. I just found out Crystal Minkoff blocked me on Instagram, and I think it was because I went off on her and her performance at the reunion, which was definitely a performance, but like. I used to like Crystal. I loved Crystal season one. I didn't even hate her coming into this season. I was actually, you know, on her side. I empathized with her when she opened up about her eating disorder. Um, I just think she tanked at the reunion because I do think she likes to be a professional victim. We're seeing it on Salt Lake City right now. Jen Shaw is trying to make this all about her and she's trying to be a victim. But at the same time, it's like, but girl, when are you going to take accountability for your own actions? Listen, I can be an asshole sometimes. Have you seen some of my tweets? I can be a total fucking cunt. However, that that doesn't mean that I'm not trying to be a better person. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to work on some of my bad behaviors. That doesn't mean I'm not trying to still work through some past traumas or whatever the case may be. We can move on. We can grow. We can teach each other. But we have to be willing to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. Keep the train moving. Let the mouse go. So yeah, I'm not wildly jazzed by Winter House. I'm looking forward to Summer House, but I think, again, it's because we have a lot more people that we're emotionally invested in. I don't think we're that invested in Jason. We're not invested in Jessica. Corey, the new guy, is hot, but like, how many times are we just going to get a new, cute, hot guy that doesn't really do much? Um, You own it, and I love it. Thank you, sassy sweet. I appreciate that, my love. I appreciate that. Zach's housewives tagline better include blocked by Crystal. Listen, I'm good. I don't fuck with Crystal Math, and at this point, I'm done fucking with Crystal Minkoff. Okay. I'm hoping Winter House gets better. I know we have the Toms coming up. We have Austin in the house now. We have Lindsay and Carl that are going to be coming in soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it has to bring. But I want to close out this episode by talking about Real Girlfriends in Paris. Because if you guys have not watched Real Girlfriends in Paris, I'm telling you, it's actually really good. We had the finale this week. Um, It was a boat party. And so let's kind of recap some of, I guess, the, the season of Real Girlfriends in Paris and my overall takes. And I guess bits of the finale too, right? Because Real Girlfriends in Paris, I thought it was good. And I'm ready to move to Paris and be one of the Real Girlfriends. So we have a boat party. The boat party is super cute. We have Margot. And Margot wants to be financially independent of her father. And she's like, yo, dad, I'm an independent woman. Cue Destiny's child. 
these shoes on my feet. You bought them, but now I'm going to buy me a pair. And dad's like, okay, yeah, cute Margot, good for you. I kind of liked Margot at the beginning, and now I just feel like she kind of bores me and just is not really all that. She, like, reminds me of vanilla, and not even, like, vanilla bean, not, you know, a special type of vanilla, just, like, bland, boring vanilla. And it's just not interesting to me. And I used to like her and Victoria, but I just feel like Margot is underwhelming for me. She can go, go, go. And then we have Victoria. And I think Victoria is probably the biggest star on the show aside from Anya. And Anya's the redheaded girl. She's the one that's very proper. She's very prim and very proper. And then Victoria's the real feisty one. She's the one that threw the glass on Yoan. Great, right? I think Victoria's the biggest star aside from Anya. And I think that that's why the girls were gunning for her in these past couple of episodes. And I think that's why they decided to confront her in the finale on the boat. We're on a boat, bitch. So I low-key like Emily as well. But I feel like her storyline, especially in the finale of Hanging Curtains, was stupid. I think her having to bring her brothers in, which one of the brothers was kind of cute. But like her bringing the brothers in to help her hang up some drapes. And like that's her biggest victory victorious finish to the finale to the season no thank you I've had sex that's ended bad sex that's ended better than that thank you very much Victoria only cares about Victoria I mean that seemed to be the sentiment oh my god you guys don't like Victoria okay who are your favorites and who are your least favorites um Shauna says I love Aja I cannot wait uh, I cannot with Margot and Tiffany Victoria is so annoying Aja is the best. Victoria is only cares about Victoria. Um, okay. I I know a lot of people don't like Emily, but I like, I low-key like Emily and I'm low-key here for her. Um, I wish that she, listen, I think there's a lot of potential with this show, right? And I think the finale really showed it because the fight with Victoria at the end, I thought was great. We have Aja, we have Emily, and we have Anya. And they're coming to Margot and Victoria and being like, listen, you guys are a little clicky. You think that you're the cool girls. Okay, Regina George, we don't think you like us. And we don't think that's cool because we're all a group of friends and whatever. And Victoria is just like, some friends are closer than other friends. And they're like, yeah, but you don't have to be a bitch about it. And she's like, oh, now you're going to come for me. You're coming for me. And then they're like, like, uh, like Erica Jane, they're like, I'm coming for you. And so Victoria snaps and she makes it all about herself and about how I'm a good friend and I'm a good friend to you. And I'm a good friend to you. And I'm the best friend ever. And then Emily's like, you're crazy. And then Victoria's like, I'm crazy? Really? Because if you think I'm a crazy, I'm going to pop you. And then she had the eyes locked, right? She had that look in the eyes. And she was like, what? What? And then Marco's like, girl, chill, chill. And she's like, what? What? She was like ready to blow up on Emily. And Emily's sitting there. And Emily just like has a smirk on her face. Like, bitch, what you going to do to me? What are you going to do to me? And then we have Aja. And Aja was just like trying to be the voice of reason, right? I thought it was great. I'm glad that they ultimately squashed their beef in the end. We had some good closures. We have um, Anya going off and getting ready for her wedding. We have Victoria with her new girlfriend. Uh, great. Um, Emily, I think, is low-key a shit star, uh, shitster, shit starter, both. And she's the bitch that's going to get a, a whole can of gasoline, and she's going to pour it right on the fire and look at you, and she's going to be like, or what? what she's just gonna sit back and be like what come at me bro come at me bro and then victoria i think is the lisa right now where she's gonna break the glass and she's like i will hunt you down and they're a great combo because when they're at each other it's great and the rest of the girls kind of have to like you know simmer them down i think aja is the real voice of reason she's composed she's a straight shooter she does not mince words she can hold her own her storyline was great. I liked the progression with her boyfriend. I thought that how their chapter ended was very cute together. I don't think most open relationships end that way, but you know what? Good for them. But I mean, listen, that's how Ashley Darby and Michael Darby started, right? They were open. They had threesomes. And then Ashley's like, I don't want any more coochies. And I think eventually Aja or her boyfriend is probably may want more coochies. And she's going to be like, no, you only have one coochie and it's delicious. It is some delicious escargot. And if you don't want it, then you can go. There we go. Um, I think Anya is definitely the more outward-facing star 
because she's like the bigger character, right? She's like very prim and very proper and she dresses very Parisian and she tries, like she is like I like the Lisa Vanderpump, right? Like, oh, darling, you know, she's very over the top. And so I think she's the outward facing star, but I think Victoria might actually be the bigger force to be reckoned with. And I actually think Victoria is the bigger breakout star because people had more feelings and stronger feelings about Victoria more than they did Anya. Whereas Anya, I think, came out kind of like Jen Shaw, right? She like very big, very grand, but I think Victoria is the real star. And I think if you haven't watched Real Girlfriends in Paris, you should watch Real Girlfriends in Paris because it's great. And you should add it to your watch list because it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's better as a binge. So if you want to binge it, I would highly suggest you binge it because it's better like that rather than watching it like one week at a time. Boom. I will hunt you down, but say it in French. I don't know. I don't know if anybody speaks French, but if they can say, if they can teach me how to say, I will hunt you down in French or what in French, let's go. I hope they have a second season. I hope so too. I don't think it's going to last very long. I don't see it lasting 10 years, but I mean, if they make it to like a season three or four, great. Like Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, that was a great show. It didn't last that many seasons, but people still remember it and it was great. All right, I do have to wrap because I do have to run to um, a happy hour, a drinks. I don't know. I'm doing something tonight. So you'll probably see me get a little litty city tonight. I'm not going to get too litty city. I will have one drink, maybe two. Quote my words. Own it, baby. Own it. Oh, my God. I dated a Frenchman for a bit too so they're so romantic. Oh, that's cute. And dub, 90 Day Fiance. Let's get it. Love Without Borders. Somebody is rocking with my Instagram. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate you. Stay tuned because we have a lot more tea to be spilled. There will be a new episode this upcoming Monday and next Wednesday. We'll be going live on Tuesday and Thursday. This upcoming Tuesday, we're going to be kicking off Book Club with Matthew Perry's book. If you haven't ordered it yet, it is in the Amazon storefront. Amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter. That's Z-A-C-K-P-E-T-E-R. So go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Zach Peter. Lots of fun Bravo Beauty uh, stuff in there. Bravo Book Club books in there. Stuff just like my personal favorite stuff is in there. Housewives holiday watch parties. All of that's in there. It's a lot of fun. So definitely go give it some love. And let me know if you enjoy any of the products that you got. And get ready for Book Club this upcoming Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Let's get it, get it, get it. We'll be here on Instagram and on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed yet. And be sure to hit the bell notification button. That way you always get the notifications when the tea is ready to be spilled fresh hot. All right, give me a follow at Just Plain Zach if you want to keep up with me personally. Follow along at No Filter Zach if you want the latest reality TVT. And I will talk to you guys later. Love you, mean it, bye.